Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Well, it's that time again. It's American Oc Radio on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This is Mike Phillip again, and uh, we got a great show for you today. Here, I mentioned the other day, it's uh, getting hard to keep up with all these uh, major human trafficking arrests going on all over the world. Well, there's another one, and it's really ironic because I mentioned yesterday on the show if this. Wayfair thing is so out in the open. Imagine what's hidden on the dark web. Well, bang, bang, just today it came out. The United States carried out its first federal execution in almost 20 years. And uh, it was a Nazi. Seriously. (laughs) Literally, President Hitler uh, made sure that the first federal execution was a, a bona fide Nazi. Right? We'll be getting into that. A uh, guy in Germany. Really uh, awesome story here. Uh, Germany's Rambo. And talk about that. Uh, Campus Re- Reform put out a really great story and audio of kids talking about limiting freedom of speech. We'll get into that. Uh, all kinds of stuff coming up on the show today. There's more. Uh, somebody asked me, well, how come you don't do uh, news from the B anymore? Huh? Where is it, Mike? How come, Mike Phillip? Where's news from the B? I said, okay, I, I, I will. All right. That's how it's going to go. That's how it's going to go. So let's launch this show. <laughs> Program. All I need is the sun, a nice cold drink, and a 
Okay, Terre Haute, Indiana. I don't know the town. Had to go look it up. I I watched a couple of uh, tourism bureaus for uh, videos for Terre Haute, Indiana, and it doesn't look real exciting. Uh, it's not. It doesn't look like a bad little town, but uh, it just doesn't look like it's uh, got a huge amount of things going for it. Uh, it is, however, in Indiana, and that's some beautiful country. The federal government on Tuesday ha, carried out its first execution in almost two decades, killing by lethal injection a man convicted of murdering. He murdidly murdered them, an Arkansas family, in a, a 90s plot, get this, to uh, build a whites-only nation in the Pacific Northwest. Kind of kills that very fine people thing, doesn't it? The execution of Daniel Lewis Lee came over the objection of the victim's relatives following days of legal wrangling and delays. Uh, That's weird. Why would the victim's relatives uh, object to Daniel the Nazi Lee uh, being killed? Uh, after sitting on death row since the 90s. Weird. And if Trump's such a Nazi, how come they overturned that rule and killed a Nazi? Now, you'd think that uh, most likely this Nazi or white supremacist would have killed a, a black or Hispanic family, right? Well, you'd be wrong. We'll get into that. Uh, Lee, 47, of Yukon, Oklahoma, professed his innocence just before he was executed at the federal prison in Terre Haute, Indiana. I didn't do it, Lee said. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I'm not a murderer. He said, just like Nixon, (laughs) his final words were, you're killing an innocent man. That is just what a Nazi would say, isn't it? The uh, decision to move forward with the first execution by the Bureau of Prisons since 2003 and two others scheduled later this week. Oh, they're just they're going in hot. Hey, Uh, drew scrutiny from civil rights groups and the relatives of Lee's victims who had sued to try to halt it. Wait a minute. Civil rights groups are trying to stop the execution of a white supremacist. You'd think CNN would be all over that. But they're not. Uh, they they sued to try to halt it, citing concerns about the oh <laughs> the coronavirus epidemic. <laughs> you you can't kill Nazis. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic has killed more than a hundred and thirty five thousand people in the United States and is ravaging prisons nationwide. I thought they were letting everybody out. Doesn't the, the prison, the Federal Bureau of uh, Prisons have uh, a budget for face masks? You'd think. Critics, there's always critics, argued the government was creating an unnecessary and manufactured urgency for political gain. One of Lee's lawyers, Ruth Friedman, said it was shameful that the government saw fit to 
carry out an execution during a pandemic. <laughs> what? Somebody could have just coughed on him, right? And he's been in jail since the 90s. One of Lee's lawyers, Ruth Friedman, uh, said it was shameful. <laughs> and uh, it's beyond shameful. Like, this is extra shameful. This is double plus shameful that the government in the end carried out the execution in haste, she said. De- the uh, developments are likely to add a new front to the nation, the national conversation about criminal justice reform in the lead up to the 2020 elections. I'll tell you how that's going to go. Trump's going to say, uh, yeah, certain people need to be executed. And Joe Biden's going to say, you can't execute Nazis. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the execution of Lee, who died at 8.07 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, went off after a series of legal volleys that ended when the Supreme Court stepped in early Tuesday in a 5-4 ruling, allowed it to move forward. A.G. Barr has said the... DOJ has a duty to carry out the sentences imposed by the courts, including the death penalty, and provide closure to the victims and those in the communities where the killings happened. Uh, yeah, they do. Like, that's that's literally their job, <laughs> is to do the will of the courts in that area. But uh, relatives of those killed by Lee in 1996... Okay, so he hasn't been in jail since the... Uh, the well... Killed him in 96, so. Uh, they opposed the idea and argued Lee deserved life in prison. Uh, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. If you want somebody to rot in jail for the rest of their life, uh, that's that's not cool. It's not fun. And uh, killing them would uh, end their misery. Uh, and they wanted to be present to counter any contention the execution was being done in their behalf. Maybe they just really didn't like their relatives. Uh, For us, it was a matter of being there and saying, this is not done in our name. We don't want this, relative Monica Volat said. They noted Lee's co-defendant and the reputed ringleader, Chevy Kehoe. The hell kind of name is that? Chevy Kehoe received a life sentence. All right, Kehoe. Uh, he's not, he, he's not going to get killed. Nope. Uh, he's, of uh, Colville, Washington recruited Lee in 95 to join his white supremacist organization known as the Aryan People's Republic. Two years later, they were arrested for the killings of gun dealer William Mueller, his wife, Nancy, and her eight-year-old daughter, Sarah. Uh, William and Nancy Mueller. That does not sound black or Hispanic. I could be wrong. I could be. Uh, but it doesn't. So, yeah. At their 1999 trial, prosecutors said Kehoe unleashed all guns and 50 grand in cash from the Mueller's as part of their plan to establish a whites-only nation. Uh, so if that family was white, uh, these are just terrible white supremacists, right? There wasn't any black people they could have gone and robbed. 
I guess that's white privilege, huh? Even the Nazis hate whites. <laughs> uh, yeah. Prosecutor said Lee and Keogh incapacitated the Millers. Questioned Sarah about where they could find money and ammunition. Then they used stun guns on the victims, sealed trash bags with duct tape on their heads to suffocate them, taped rocks to their bodies, and dumped them in a nearby bayou. U.S. District Court judge put a hold on Lee's execution on Monday over concerns from death row inmates on how executions were to be carried out. And an appeals court upheld it, but the high court overturned it. That delay came after an appeals court on Sunday overturned a hold put in place last week after the victim's relatives argued they'd be put at high risk for the coronavirus if they had to travel to attend the execution. Sounds dumb to me. I don't know. Lee's execution was uh, set to happen at 4 a.m., but a last-minute legal question was raised by his lawyers. DOJ said a file request with the court to straighten it out, but went through with the execution. And a U.S. Marshal lifted a black telephone inside the execution room, small square room inside the prison with green tiles and windows, looking at the witness rooms and asked if there was anything to impede the execution. He said there was not, and the execution could proceed. So uh, they had a pulse oximeter on a finger in his left hand to monitor his oxygen level and his arms, uh, which, by the way, had tattoos. They just had to throw that in. Uh, They were in black restraints. The IV tubes were coming through a metal panel in the wall. He breathed heavily before the drug was injected, moved his legs and feet. He was uh, shucking and a-jiving, just moving his legs and feet. As the drug was being administered, he raised his head and looked around, and in a few minutes, his chest was no longer moving. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Trump's bad because uh, his DOJ uh, executed a Nazi. Uh, There have been two state executions in the U.S. since the pandemic forced shutdowns nationwide mid-March, one in Texas and one in Missouri, And, uh, oh, Alabama had one uh, early in March. There you go, Chet. And uh, so the government has put to death only three defendants uh, since restoring the federal death penalty in 1988, most recently 2003, when Louis Jones was executed for the 1995 kidnapping, rape, murder of a young female soldier. And uh, you know what? Mike Phillip is uh, just fine with that. I'm good with that. Uh, let's uh, flip over to another story. I want to talk about the economy a little bit because, I, I, I listen, I'm not an economist, okay? I'm not. But I've been following economic news for quite a few years, and I've heard a lot of things. And uh, I, I, I have some ideas, okay? And if they sound idiotic... Uh, hit the contact button over at AmericanOcRadio.com and let me know. But if you saw the movie Idiocracy, President Dwayne Camacho has come back in time and he's running for president and he's got a really great platform. You're going to love this. I am President Camacho and I've traveled back in time from the future to address your monkey ass. What the hell is going on with this election? I hear these candidates talking about jobs all the time. (laughs) 
jobs this and jobs that. I don't give a damn about no jobs. People don't need no jobs. I'm going to tell you what people need, huh? People need money. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of money. I love Terry Crews. That's why the only jobs I'm going to create are going to be down at the mint. That's right. We're going to print so much damn money. I'm going to give every single American one million dollars. Ain't going to be no more one percenters. Everybody's going to be million percenters. And then everybody's going to be rich. And nobody's going to have any more problems. And you ain't got to worry about no damn health care or nothing. And then we going to have a big-ass party with all us President Camacho, and I approve this message. All right, so when President Trump first started started out, he promised that he was going to totally save the economy. And he, I I guess he kind of did create some jobs. He did. He did. But the fact is that the whole system was sick to begin with. Now, you've got to know that he knew about that, right? You've got to know that. And people are pointing out that uh, because of the blah, 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 Wuhan flu, Winnie the flu, the, the Chinese virus, uh, the economy has uh, largely grow- ground to a halt, okay, uh, which which is really not his fault. Uh, I guess he kind of went along with it more than he should have. But uh, it is increasingly looking like this whole coronavirus uh, pandemic, this fake drill, is being used by law enforcement to round up certain folk. And uh, that's what it looks like to me. But think about this, okay? Um, I've got a lot of listeners that the, the kind of the biggest sticking point on their mind with things is... Uh, is is the Federal Reserve is fiat currency, fiat currency, right? And I I heard it talked about all the way back, way back, way back. And there were certain people saying, uh, it, "It's over, game over, man." Like this weekend, this weekend is over. <laughs> like I'm talking in like 1998. Uh, or, you know, back in the early 2000s, right? Ron Paul hammering on the gold standard. And, uh, you know, it, 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 guys like Steve Quayle. Remember St- Steve Quayle? Uh, he did he did really cool work on finding the uh, skeletons of giants all over the place. He's got a good good uh, video. But he, he was, uh, you know, it was like every time I heard Steve Quayle say something, Amongst patriot or conspiratorial uh, broadcasts, it was always going down this weekend. Peter Schiff, he was another one. Uh, and, and I don't hate Peter. I just, he was wrong uh, a lot of times over and over again. Uh, my good friend and mentor, Dr. Glidden, went and saw his father, Irwin Schiff, speak in Boston, Massachusetts a very long time ago. Of these issues. Now, I, I thought to myself, you know, I, I just saw doom 
come and go and not happen uh, too many times. And so I basically lost interest. You know, I, I just every time I heard talk about the economy crashing due to fiat currency and overprinting by the Federal Reserve, I thought to myself, yeah, I don't know, probably not. I, I was just maybe, maybe, but it it just it kept being pounded over and over again, and, and it never happened. Well, think about this. Lately, they've been printing so much money, so much money. Uh, just you know, huge. Uh, it, it's like they're making up numbers, right? You know, three trillion here. A quadrillion, a billion, a billion here and there. And uh, there's smoke coming out of the press. And uh, you got to wonder if maybe, just maybe, the only way to save it and introduce another system is to completely burn it out. Work with me here, right? Uh, run up the credit card so high that it kaputskis it. And then bring in something else, whether that's a, I don't know, SDR, basket of currencies, crypto, gold standard. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an economist. I just heard too many false predictions of doom too many times. And this, this you know, watching them print the money that the way that they have been makes me think to myself, maybe this could have gone on for like 40 or 50 more years, right? If, if things had been... Uh, Normal by uh, six, seven, eight months ago standards. And so could it be, uh, you know, I just saw an article here today. George Soros is giving $220 million to uh, Black Lives Matter, right? Remember those guys? Black Lives Matter? <laughs> oh, I got to do it. I, I got to do it. Black Lives Matter! There you go. Uh, we're going to make that a ringtone soon, I think. Uh, but it could it be that Trump is just outspending everybody and making them spend all their money to try to make things happen? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. It's happened before. But you know what? So we're all the experts, so I don't feel too bad. I really don't. And that is Mike Phillips' Uh, ideas on the economy. There you go. Deal with it. Victimizers beware. The racist and bigot's greatest nightmare. Social justice warriors. It's the bias response team. If you've been offended, your feelings must be defended. The freedom of expression is a microaggression. Here comes Angela Frey. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic enhancer. He's a systematic racism finder. Using the powers of screaming and shame. They win every debate by calling your names. They're heroes who think that they're victims. Social justice warriors. Hey, 
Head over to AmericanDuckRadio.com, AmericanUCKRadio.com, AmericanUCKRadio.com. Mike Phillips just likes to hear Mike Phillips say that. AmericanDuckRadio.com. Support the show. And uh, we're doing uh, this this Friday, for Rock Friday, we're going to do Christian music. Uh, rock, hard rock, metal, whatever. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. There is. Uh, and my, my parents used to buy me cassettes and CDs of uh, Christian rock bands in a, a desperate attempt to uh, make me live my life right. <laughs> And uh, it, it's kind of coming around now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the uh, the prodigal son. I was a very bla- backslidden individual. Blackslidden for a very long time. Uh, by the way, listen to this, okay? So there was a, uh, a guy, uh, weirdness at 30,000 feet. And I'm not talking about Timmy or Chet, all right? Uh, yes, it does come with a video. I'll put it in there in the chat later on for you guys. I I, I get this stuff. Uh, I, I scour the internet for cool stuff. So, listen to this. Some guy, uh, skinny white guy, was threatening to kill everybody on a plane uh, uh, unless they would admit and confess, confess that uh, Jesus was black. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy was probably uh probably flying that plane, huh? Yeah. And who cares if Jesus was black? Right? I I don't necessarily think that he looked like all those pictures of the uh beautiful young creamy white-skinned guy with the long flowing hair. Uh, uh made by, you know, uh, uh, after Michelangelo and people like that. I don't know what he looked like. I don't think he was black. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. But listen to this guy. And, you know, I I don't know that he was a social justice warrior or that uh, he was crazy or that uh, he was uh, on some prescription drugs. But but he was pretty adamant about it. Listen to uh, Black Jesus guy here. Jesus, somebody somewhere has got the wrong idea. (laughs) Like, if you're going to use the name of Jesus, it's to, like, uh, heal people and things like that. And uh, what if that worked? What if he said, die in the name of Jesus, and everybody on the plane just dropped? That was in some good thinking. And the people on the plane were thinking, uh, and this is from Alaska to Chicago, by the way. Uh, one of your people there, Dominic. And, uh, you know, the people on the plane were probably just thinking to themselves, I, I just want to go to Chicago. I don't want some kind of uh, Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects 
the Spanish Inquisition. Especially at 30,000 feet. We've got to go to a commercial break and uh, stick around. We're going to get into this latest massive uh, human trafficking bust. I'm so glad that this is happening. So stick around for more Mojo 50 American Uck Radio. Oh, yeah, baby. Mojo 50. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off-track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. That thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Huh. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario, but it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. If you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? <laughs> what are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee to the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It may not be the zombie apocalypse, but present times prove it's actually not crazy to be prepared. And Mojo 50, in partnership with My Patriot Supply, will help our listeners prepare with Mojo50.com. It's smart to have a reliable emergency food source. Natural disasters have a devastating impact when all other conditions are perfect. When supply lines are stressed already, further disruption could leave your local markets bare for days or even weeks. You need a plan today. Only for Mojo listeners and for a limited time, you receive $70 off a two-week supply of 92 servings or $100 off a four-week supply of 284 servings. You'll get meals packing 2,000-plus calories a day with a 25-year shelf life. More than just food, my Patriot Supply has personal water filtration, backup power, and lighting sources, as well as medical kits and other survival gear. All this and more is available to you, the Mojo listener, by using Prepare with Mojo 50.com. That's Prepare with Mojo 50.com. We don't care what you stick where, but we're not paying for it. Comprende? How many times have I said that to you after a night out drinking? Damn it, there are no tampons in the men's bathroom. 
I am saving every bit of that. The Daily Mojo. How many times have I just have I walked out in utter disgust and anguish looking for a tampon? With Brad Staggs. Welcome to the next 30-second promo here on Mojo <laughs> Bio. Weekdays, 8 Eastern. Bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, I could listen to someone else, but why? Truer words were never spoken. Yeah! Crank up the radio! Alright, we're back on American Uck Radio. I, uh... Really getting into the morning mojo or daily mojo with uh, Brad Staggs and Ron Phillips lately. They're a pretty good bunch of guys. And I I like that they keep it light in the morning. They do. I mean, they talk about serious topics, too. But uh, it's a it's a very fun uh, morning zoo kind of a, a radio show. And uh, I, Mike Phillips digs it. So what what would Jesus have sounded like if he was indeed black anyway? Probably something like that. <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount would have been a lot different. <laughs> okay. So, um, like I said, let's get serious here. Um, police in France <clears throat> have arrested a man who is described of one of the, mo- of the top ten most wanted targets by authorities fighting sexual crimes. Interesting. A man in his 40s who has masterminded several dark net pedophilia internet websites was apprehended by officers in the city Bordeaux, southwest France, on July 7th. The suspect was also charged with the rape of a minor as well as the sexual assault of a 15-year-old. Now, I guarantee you, those are the ones they caught him for. I hope he's executed. Bordeaux prosecutor Frederique Porteri, or Frederic Porteri, it's France, said this internet user, identified as one of the 10 most wanted targets, enabled Thousands of internet users across the world to have access to photographs or videos of a child pornography nature. He also appeared to have played an active role in the production of child porn photographs or videos. So he was in on it too, producing them in the room. Detectives and investigators managed to track down the suspect with the help of EU Europol's police agency. The man, so-called, whose pornographic websites could only be accessed using specialist software to maintain anonymity amongst its users, accepted the charges made against you. Him. <laughs> against him. And so, it's it, you know, I said yesterday that, you know, if this stuff's going on in the open with this whole Wayfair scandal... If, if that truly is the case, imagine what's going on underneath the surface. Because I'll tell you what, but the internet that most people use is maybe 5% of it. The dark net is vast. You know, it's like a lake 
next to the one of the Great Lakes next to the Atlantic Ocean, what most people use. And that's not all that the dark web is, but do you think that this would have happened if Hillary Clinton was president? I don't. I don't. I think this has everything to do with Trump's executive order on child and human trafficking. Everything in the world to do with it. And, you know, for a long time, uh, there was all this kids in cages, right? Trump's bad because he's keeping kids in cages at the southern border. Well, what about these kids? And they're being set free worldwide. And they're taking out the people that were perpetrating these horrible crimes. And this is a good thing. And you know what these people remind me of? I said, when he got, when he got uh, elected, I predicted they're all going to get really constitutional. Really constitutional. They couldn't give a damn about the Constitution my whole life. Right? But they were going to get really constitutional. And so, you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember the 1971 Dirty Harry, the first one? I love those Dirty Harry movies. I've got them all. Got them all. I've got uh, Magnum Force, Maximum Impact, all of them. And wasn't Diane Feinstein in that movie? Wasn't she? Isn't that funny? That uh, the people that have been in in government for like 40 years are telling us they're going to fix race relations? Huh? Eight years of Obama? But the the movie, uh, the the very first Dirty Harry, and this is what this situation reminded me of right off the bat, was this guy... Was, was kidnapping, abducting, and killing girls. Right? And everybody knew it. Callahan knew it. And he finally caught up with the guy. And he was chasing him through a, uh, a, a football stadium. And the guy was ahead of him. And it was dark. And the guy working at the stadium flipped the lights on. And Callahan... Raised up his 357 Magnum, the trademark gun, and shot him in the leg from across the field. Now, keep in mind, Callahan knows that this girl is somewhere and going to die if they don't find her. He knows that this guy is responsible. Everybody knows he's responsible, but the uh, San Francisco police and uh, the uh, municipal government. Oh, stop Callahan from going after the guy and saving this girl's life. That's what this reminds me of. You remember that scene when he's uh, when he starts screaming, I have rights. Huh? Do you remember that? I got a clip from it right here. Please give me the doctor. Don't kill me. The girl, where is she? She tried to kill me. If I tried that, your head would be splattered all over this field. Now, where's the girl? I want my I said, where's the girl? I have the right for a lion. Where's the girl? I, I have the right for a lion. I have rights 
and the camera pans out. I don't know. This is what I thought of when I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, this just in 17 minutes ago. Picks 11 news. Jeffrey Epstein's alleged accomplice pleaded not guilty during a virtual hearing today, 17 minutes ago. Her first since being arrested and charged with conspiracy, enticing minors to engage in sex and more. Uh, she pleaded not guilty. Not guilty. Does that mean that she's not going to hand over all those sex tapes? I mean, they've got to have it all on her, right? They've got to. Uh, some of the arresting officers, the accounts that were coming out of that situation, uh, saying that she was holed up in a house and she had former French military guarding her. They had to pry open iron gates around. It was a walled-in mansion. And when they went in, she had a cell phone wrapped in aluminum foil. Uh, I mean, you'd think with her money, I, I see these advertisements for these uh, cell phone blockers. Uh, it's like a little wallet you can put it in. She was using aluminum foil. Probably had a hat, too. And she ran through the house. Uh, there was a lot of speculation going on that she was actually coming back to the States to give her testimony first and deliver the evidence in hopes of getting a plea deal. That uh, obviously now was not the case, right? Nope. Nope. She's going to go down swinging. And, and nobody's caused more pain uh, except for everybody that was involved with her. And, and she's pretty much dead to rights as far as the public is concerned. But she's going to go down swinging. And I mean, look at all these high-profile arrests like the one that we just uh, talked about here at AmericanUckRadio.com. It's happening. It is happening. And they even mentioned uh, some of the police involved in these raids that, you know, this coronavirus thing has really made it easy to go and find these people. I was really fortunate. Um, yeah. So, you know what? Good. Good. It's happening. I needed to see that. I needed to see that. You know, people were, uh, for a while, uh, they wanted to see it so bad that they were resorting to making stuff up. Right? But that's what happens. Let's uh, switch over to freedom of speech issues, shall we? Tie-dye fest, mojo con, uh, and uh, Mike Sr., <laughs> my dad, I think, is planning on going. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Tie-dye fest, mojo con, Southeast Edition 2020 is in Adams, Tennessee, September 25th and 27th, or through, not, not just those two days. Uh, they're not going to take a day off of partying, uh, but from what I hear, there's going to be bands and uh, a lot of partying and uh, just a lot of really good-natured 
people having fun. Uh, don't tell Fauci. <laughs> don't tell Cuomo. Not allowed to have fun. So campus reform uh, did a really great video where they questioned a bunch of kids on freedom of speech issues. I, I want to go through this with you because uh, they, they, this is a topic of discussion that needs to happen. I think a lot of people took the First Amendment for granted for a very long time. Uh, in Canada here, you have no First Amendment. Okay? You don't. You don't. People get hauled before these uh, quasi-judicial, color-of-law, human rights tribunals. How Soviet does that sound? Where, uh, by the way, uh, that Wax My Nuts lady, uh, a tranny guy, Jonathan Jessica Yanov, is going to jail now. Uh, is in jail, actually. After trying to use human rights tribunals to force... Muslim and Hindu women with home aesthetic salons to give him a Brazilian because they didn't want to uh, touch a guy's junk. And he lost that case. Well, now he's in jail for assaulting uh, Keen Reeves. Or not Keen Reeves, Keen Baxter. <laughs> he, served, he uh, assaulted Keanu Reeves. Whoa. <laughs> All right, let's go over to this uh, this audio here, and we'll, we'll kind of pick our way through it because I think it's a good conversation. Uh, big ups to Campus Reform for this one. Hi, I'm Eduardo Nret with Campus Reform. With the trend of colleges and universities cracking down on student and professor social media accounts for quote-unquote hate speech, we're here today to see if young Americans agree. Would they be willing to give up some of their First Amendment rights to make some of their peers feel more comfortable on campus? Let's find out. A lot of colleges and universities are starting to crack down on student and professor social media accounts citing hate speech. Do you agree with that? Do you think schools should be monitoring what their students and professors post online for quote-unquote hate speech? Definitely. I definitely think that there should they should be monitoring definitely. hate speech because... Yes. That shouldn't be allowed. I mean, yeah, because no. all the things that's going on around right now, I think it's like necessary. Schools should be doing more within the school community itself with the students and the teachers and the people on the education board. I mean, if it happened like not too long ago, then yeah. But I mean, if it like if it happened when you did something really dumb really, when you were really young, I don't think it should affect you, you know, because you're kind of dumb and you made dumb decisions. If they can go back five minutes, they can go back 40 years. But go on. No, because some people should have their own privacy. There's no reason to be monitoring everybody for no reason. Yeah. The hate has been going on forever. There's no reason. <laughs> Why? For what? It's not going to change anything. They should be trying to see what's going on with these professors, social media. I believe that also can lead to bull bullying. I cut him off before he could finish there, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think that, uh, yeah, they should target hate speech. Uh-huh, for sure. Definitely. Well, okay, all right. Let's 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 say they do. Let's say they do. Uh, by what definition at the time? I mean, you all believe, well, not everybody, but uh, a lot of these SJW types believe that literally Hitler got elected into the executive branch, Right? Now, you're assuming that your definition of hate speech is the one that's going to be around forever. What if literally Hitler did get elected? Huh? And then you put in place 
Uh, new laws scrap the Constitution so you can ban speech. Well, what if it's your speech someday? They don't think ahead, do they? Oh, no, they don't. So then uh, after this, they go on to talk about uh, sifting through your social media. You know, would you feel comfortable turning over your own social media, telling your school, hey, here are my social media accounts. Feel free to go through them. Um, Is that something you would be comfortable doing? Yes, I would be comfortable doing that because I think if it has to do with helping uh, the school in a sense of creating a sense of more... um, safety and security and and erasing the the hate speech if that's something that i can be helpful for then i'd be happy to yeah uh i I guess i i would be willing to do it because like i guess i don't really use social media that much i mean yeah i mean (laughs) i personally care so they could check it out i would but i don't think it's that relevant to be honest i have nothing to hide would you feel comfortable handing over your social media handles to a college or university and saying hey feel free to go back and look through anything i have here to make sure i've never said anything hateful is that something you guys would want to do i don't think i'd be accepted to a college would you guys (laughs) well at least he's honest (laughs) we got a nazi here if people went through my social media, I wouldn't get into college. <laughs> that was funny. Be willing to give up some of your First Amendment rights to say whatever you want if it made some of your peers feel more comfortable. You know, whether that's the school saying, hey, you can only post certain things or you can only say certain things. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, but I don't I don't have an explanation. I just say yeah. Personally, yeah, I would do that because, I mean, if I'm just giving up a little of what I care about just to make others feel better, I mean, I'd do that. I'd make that exchange. Yes, I'd, like I said before, I'd definitely be interested in doing anything I can to help others feel more comfortable. I'd, I'd give up part of my ability to say, well, free speech, to say whatever I want to say. just. To- <laughs> yes, I would uh, do that to help people feel more comfortable. Well, uh, uh, how about if uh, going through your underwear drawer made me feel more comfortable? Huh? I mean, come on, that was your standard, wasn't it? This is so stupid. And these are college kids. I believe the children are future. Show them well and let them lead the way. To make people comfortable, but at the same time, I don't know. I Yeah. Like, I'm a great person. I like seeing people happy and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with him too. It's just like, I don't, I don't really mind. If I feel like someone's telling me to talk less... I would hope it's because I'm being disrespectful in a way. The schools I've gone to, <laughs> I guess that's how it was. You have to kind of give up kind of a little bit of your free speech. I think, yeah, people deserve to be like equal level. You, do you agree with consequences for what people on campus say online? No! Sure. Yeah, yeah. anything, <laughs> anywhere that your comments or actions are being posted public for people to see. Like, I like for everybody to feel comfortable. Otherwise, but, you should be punished. Like, to be stopped <laughs> to do, like, to say what you want to say. I guess I would, just to make people comfortable. I don't think that they should be taking, like, your privilege of being able to speak what you think. Jeez, I mean, free speech is so important, though. So, I mean, if you, like, giving it up is like giving up one of your rights. Gee whiz, I feel like it's important, though. <laughs> I mean... Why are you on the fence? And I'll tell you what, there are limitations on speech. And I hate that old fire in a crowded theater thing. Listen, I, I was thinking about that this morning. If, if I was, uh, say I was in a crowded theater, um, 
I, I'm watching Batman, okay? If somebody yelled, fire! I would like turn around and look. And uh, if I didn't smell smoke, I would probably just sit there and wait or very slowly get up and investigate, right? I, I, I don't think that people would just, well, maybe they would. Maybe they would. I don't know. But uh, there are limitations on speech, and you've got to admit it, right? Uh, you can't death threat people. You can't. Uh, I had a situation with that. This woman was stalking me years ago, and she started sending emails to my wife at work telling her she was going to shoot her. And uh, that was a weird one, hey? And so... I didn't think that she would. I just thought that she was pissed off and crazy and uh, didn't uh, wouldn't even have access to a gun, much less know how to operate one. But I did need to stop that. So I had a friend that was on the police force in the city where we lived. His name was Chad. So I called up Chad and I told him what was going on. And uh, he said, do you want us to charge her? And I said, look, she's nuts and her life sucks and I'm not into piling misery on people and so just scare her okay and he said all right so he went to where she worked and told her look that this is a five-year sentence and we have the email now he said Mike has instructed me to tell you to just walk away and we'll leave this alone but there's no statute of limitation on death threats. So if you do this again, you're going away for a long time. And it stopped. Okay? So that that in my mind's eye, that was the, the best outcome, right? Uh, I, I don't have a, a like a, a lust for nailing people to the wall. I don't. You know? I want them to be comfortable. <laughs> Even my stalkers. But uh you know, there are limitations to speech. Now, the other uh, thing is that I, I, I believe in free speech, but I also believe in consequences, right? If you walk up to some guy, obviously with his wife in the park, and start just very calmly and graphically explaining things that you'd like to do to her, then you should have the expectation that there is a strong possibility that you're going to get your jaw broken. He he might say, can I watch? That that might happen too. But there's consequences for your actions. And these kids saying, yeah, we, we have to limit speech because I, I want to make sure everybody's comfortable. Well, what about the comfort of somebody that wants to say something? What about not having to search through your words before you formulate a sentence because you're so scared that you're going to offend somebody? And I don't understand why they don't think of that. I don't get it. Well, we're just out of, we're just about out of time here. I've got lots of stuff I was going to get to. Uh, Jim Dawes come right up on Mojo Five O. Right now with Jim Dawes. Uh, Jim Dawes is the steady voice of reason that I could never be. 
He's got a great show and a good take on things. And uh, a, a, a lot more professional than me. So stick around for Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Don't forget to head over to AmericanUckRadio.com and support this show. We're 100% listener supported. Uh, we sell things. We got coffee cups, T-shirts. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff, supplements. Uh, Dr. Glidden's going to be making a major announcement. Speaking of which, I'm going to go and uh, record a tactical health podcast with him. Like right Skippy here. I think I got a half an hour. And you can also sign up for those with a subscription service. So if you just can't get enough Mike Phillip, go listen to the Tactical Health Podcast. Be back tomorrow. Christian Rock on Rock Friday. Rock, hard rock, and metal. But, you know, uplifting and inspiring. Stick around with Jim Dawes. American Rock Radio. Bye. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.